Today, we're not saying goodbye, but we are saying farewell. Goodbye. (laughs) Welcome to Passive Aggressive Perception, the system agnostic TTRPG podcast, where we ask more questions than we provide answers. With decades of gaming experience between (laughs) us... with decades of gaming experience between us, we have been your forever GMs and your hosts. I am Ivan, and this is the shifting sands to my The Times Are Changing, Steve. Hey, bud. So, uh, this might come as a surprise to some of our listeners and others, maybe not. Um, but we wanted to release one final episode to let people know that we have officially decided to end the podcast. We have talked about everything there is possibly, can we possibly <laughs> talk about in RPGs. We've reached the end of RPG, the RPG internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we joke, but honestly, that is something that we had discussed off mic in that when we first started this project, um, part of the big appeal to me is that I wanted to really dig deep and I wanted to have meta conversations that kind of really encapsulated both, I guess, sociological concepts and how those interplayed with RPG concepts and and I didn't want to narrow in too deep on any one thing, like how does gold in D&D work, right? Yes. An episode on flanking. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? That was my, That's what I'm saying. I feel like that market is, will continue to be oversaturated, and we didn't want to just add more rabble and nonsense to the cacophony that is everybody talking about flanking or how gold works. Um, and I think because of that, we've reached a point now where... In our past few episodes, which I still think are very good, but if we were to continue, we've been, I think, reaching for topics more than we had to when we first started out. I mean, there are, we did 60-ish episodes. That's pretty good. Uh, About 50 of which were like full-on, you know, dives into archetypical conversations. We had some interviews, we had RPG a day and stuff like that. But I mean, that's a lot of topics. I mean, RPGs have pillars and have core concepts and we got to cover them. This isn't a format that is just going to be endless. Can't be. Exactly. And like I, I we, always, we use a lot of basketball analogies, especially looking back and listening to some of the old episodes. We we're always trying to equate RPGs to sports, which I think is like sort of that, but also kind of hilarious. But uh, like think about basketball. Like if you were to start a podcast about basketball tomorrow and you wanted to cover a lot of ground in each topic and not an episode about LeBron James or an episode about Michael Jordan. Let me think of some. You've got passing. You've got dunking, you've got jump shots, you've got foul free throws. Like, can you come up with 61 ideas? Because I'm not sure I could for basketball. <laughs> it's kind of hard. Yeah, with this, the point of this wasn't to be, well, continue this. We weren't going to be a basketball news right, pod. Right. We weren't going to be a basketball, you know, hot takes. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to be, we weren't going to break down players or teams. We were going to talk about the core, the core concepts right. of the game. Right. And we talked about a lot of core concepts of the game. We didn't want to do, you know, three-hour minutia fests right. that were kind of like system overload, which is kind of, to me, the opposite of like an entire episode about the quarter staff, <laughs> right. which is exactly. also like is not interesting. Exactly. You know, we... Fireball show, versus Frostbolt. The show concept grew out of the fact that after a session, we would literally hang out on the porch and talk about what just happened and mostly kind of reacting to the 
interesting concepts that came up. It wasn't like we would sit there and be like, oh, it was awesome when we killed this bad guy or when I rolled a natural 20. We were talking about concepts that kind of sparked interest mm-hmm. and we wanted to translate into this. So we weren't like just telling war stories and, you know, remembering the glory days. Right, right. So to reach for episodes would mm-hmm. be to start getting into the weeds of that whole, like, telling stories about our games where you, you kind of had to be there to understand it right. or to get entertainment out right. of it, you know. And um, it's almost like anyone who's who we would have an interview with is, like, making a show themselves. Like, right. they'd just be coming <laughs> right. on someone else's show. Right. You know, half the half the content creators are already involved in doing similar stuff to what we're doing anyways. Exactly. You know, so... It would just be kind of a feedback loop. Mm-hmm. And they, they they would come on and be like, oh, just check out the episode I've already done on my <laughs> right, own right, and yeah, with someone right. and, and a two other shows. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, I mean, I'm not leaving this podcast sad or disappointed because really I do feel like we've accomplished our mission. And I mean, we've talked to some really amazing people who had a lot to contribute to our conversations. I feel like we've had a lot of meaningful conversations I just don't want to dilute the principles upon which we started this show by continuing past its expiration date. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't ever want this show to start tasting sour for me or for anyone. And hopefully we're getting out before that happens. And ideally, y'all would be able to listen to our show whenever you want and still pick up some some tips and and hints and tricks and maybe some, some value that you were able to derive in a situation that comes up in a game years from now. We've always tried to make them evergreen. So in this kind of retrospective, I am... I'm very pleased with what we've accomplished. Yeah, I think that I, I think we learned a lot. I think also I got to take a lot of kind of live fire stuff into games. Um, you know, I've run a, a number of a handful of campaigns during the course of the show and played in a couple others. And we've been involved in the same game, a couple yeah. of the same yeah. game where I think we genuinely took some of the things we were talking about and questions we didn't even necessarily have answers for. And we really kind of brought them to the table. Absolutely. You know, instead of the other way around, like a lot of this was based on something happened at the table and we were like, Hey, what about this thing? Like mm-hmm. what's up? You know, like what, what do you, what do we, what's the right answer for this thing? Right. How do you handle this thing? But in a lot of ways we kind of brought the challenges about gaming to our sessions to almost kind of field test them and then be able to talk about, it. we weren't being reactionary. We were, we were proactively almost kind of pushing some of the boundaries that we knew we could talk about, which was really fun to kind of like, we would go to a session and we would say, I'm going to try to be talking first person as a character here as a GM. I'm going to try to pay attention and be purposeful about not bogging a session down in travel because I know that now we've talked about it. I do that in some games Mm -hmm. or I don't pass the spotlight enough. And I think that we were able to bring that to some of our games and say, I want to be better about passing the spotlight or letting players have agency or, or rolling out in the open more, even the simple stuff, you know, just like, I don't, I want to be more accessible to the players and show them that like their choices do matter because here's the dice roll. The monster did this. Like there's no, I, I didn't, know. did I fudge? Like, right. It really, I, it definitely helped us stay accountable for the shit that we were doing because especially when you're trying to speak from a position of authority, not that I ever thought we were true, like authorities on the subject, on these subjects, but we were more just like explorers kind of navigating the waters of things that we all get confused about. 
But that being said, it kept me accountable in my games, you know? Exactly. We were, it was We were applying these things to real life ourselves along with all of you. We were kind of our own test subjects. We yeah. kind of became our own test subjects. Instead of saying, I wonder how this would work hypothetically, we said, do your session in Fuck first it, person. Let's go. <laughs> Give them a mystery. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. run a mystery session yeah. and see what happens. And just making sure that the things that we talked about had a place at a real table. Because we can talk forever about hypothetical this and right. I've, I've seen this or I've you know I, you read this in a book but to put it into practice and see does it hold up exactly we did that and and the feedback and the way we were able to talk about it when those to- topics came up or when it became clear that we wanted to have those be topics were so, to me so much more well informed oh dude totally and super super valuable like like you said we could have been the world's 10,000th gish min maxing show out there but I don't think that would have brought value to my life or my games. Um, but I mean, one of the huge positives of this is that we, I think we really did help inspire conversations among people at their tables. And a lot of them told us so. And they connected with us and they let us know, uh, you know, their perspectives on some of these things that we were talking about. And I learned a lot. I mean, I can recall several occasions where, for instance, just that high trust trad stuff. Uh, you know, love it or hate it. I had no idea what it was until somebody told me about it. Mm-hmm. Or I came into a situation thinking that I knew every damn thing about a subject. And then somebody logs onto Twitter and tells me, oh, yeah, our table does it completely differently than that. And that was just that was super enlightening in a lot of ways for me and hopefully you all as well. The same was when we would have a discussion and we'd hit like six points. And then the post show discussion, someone would be like, hey, what about the seventh thing? Sometimes we were like kind of mind blown and we'd be like, I mean... Yay, hive mind, you brought up something that people can get value from us or whoever else, you know, so it's kind of cool to to put the discussion out there. And then the reaction kind of kept the conversation going, showed that an episode isn't just this thing cordoned off and separate. We talked about um, this issue and now it's done. Yeah, exactly. See our episode and that's all you need to know. Right. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and I think that that's a really good segue to talk about the polls as well. Whether we ran them ourselves or ran them through RPG Match, which, by the way, I have to give props to because I feel like RPG Match really stepped in and helped us out a lot. (laughs) Whether it be running polls or just garnering engagement and directing people to the show, thank you very much. Some of those polls were really kind of perspective-changing in that people give answers to things that you would not expect. I mean... It's such a silly cliche to say that, oh, I had my belief system challenged by by being on the Internet. But it's super true. I mean, there are things that you don't know that people have different opinions on. You know what I mean? It's just a perspective that you don't know you don't have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what it really kind of exposed me to. It definitely I think it definitely got us out of our echo chamber and, and, and the bubble of, we you know, here's here's the show notes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where it is. That's that's our, our whole of our knowledge. And. As much as we were trying to use these topics to give people a little bit more for them to use, we got things to add to to our repertoire, our perspective on some of these topics. Even just talking about them and and having a structure of the show, Mm -hmm. it was definitely more illuminating than just thinking about them or trying to, you know, just trying to do it at the table, just improve at the table. Yeah. I mean, the other obvious advantage is just all the people that we met through here. So I already mentioned RPG Match. I'm grateful for that. Uh, I'm really grateful for people like Cascade Crisis, uh, Daniel Burnell from Only Dan's, um, people like Roleplaying Grenade, people like Snyder's Return, um, 
Tales from the Dreaming Spire, Black Dragon Dungeon Company, Ghost of Crit Fail, Adam Ma, Sir Grenshaw with that incredible fan art that they made for us, Ivrion, Kayla Evans from the Comedy of Terror podcast. There was also Stories to D4. Just listen, I'm not going to hit everyone's name. It's nearly impossible. From my perspective, there's a hundred bajillion of these people. So if I didn't mention your name, please know that you're in my heart, even if your name isn't coming out of my mouth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just the, the connections we made, I think were very legitimate. They were real, really supportive, and I'm grateful for all those people. Also, all people that we knew before the show who engaged with us during the show through links at us or gave us even just a thumbs up or interacted with us on social media. All those people were in our gaming lives before and during the show and will be afterwards. So yeah, another huge thank you to the to the guests we had too. Massive ups for those people. Uh, Michael Lowe of Luck of Legends. Um, I still seriously respect him, and you should definitely check out that organization. Teaching kids with RPGs and proving that you don't need violence in a game to make it fun. Um, we've got Eric Swanson of Narrative Dynamics, kind of a, a revolutionary rebel young RPG designer that's kind of putting out some interesting content out there that you're probably not going to see from any other indie designer. And then we've got Alex Klippinger, one of the most prolific designers that I've had the opportunity to speak with, with over 80 things on DMs Guild and Drive Through RPG, as well as, you know, contracting for people like uh, Cubicle 7 and other huge names. Yep, uh, definitely perfect examples of um, bringing in some opinions and perspectives that we, de- we didn't even necessarily have uh, and topics that we are not experts on and letting people who have a lot more information and experience talk to the audience and talk to us and give us some new perspectives. So three people who brought a lot of information that we didn't have to share uh, and then just kind of expanded our, our viewpoints on a, on a couple of cool things. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, I mean, it's, it's, listen, this episode's a little somber and it's a, it's a bit of a downer uh, because if you were a fan of the show or you enjoyed the show in any capacity, um, you know, something that you like is going away and something that I like is going away, but it's kind of like, um, sending a kid off to college right <laughs> it's like it's sad that they're leaving the house and you might suffer some empty nest for, this is my perspective by the way uh but you know that it's it's for uh for something better that we're going to continue doing what we're doing we're not going to leave the space um you know we accomplished what we set out to do i'm sure that you're going to be hearing more from steve and myself all over the place uh whether or not you know we're collaborating with other people or whether we're not putting out more content um, we're still going to make our RPG tools that were, are still under development available on our site, iCastSpells.com. Yeah, I think one fun thing was that um, we put the Dusty Stacks out there, and that kind of challenged us to play those games or play other games. I mean, I think it's very easy to get in your what you think is your lane, and you just play D&D or you just play Star Wars, you know? And then you don't learn things that you could be learning by playing other games, other settings, other rule systems, you know, different people at your table, yeah. different perspectives from authors. And I think that we got to play some games and we got to revisit some games that mm-hmm. we've talked about that we weren't playing at the time. And I think it was kind of fun to bring what we were talking about to games we either had played in the past before we had these conversations or brought their an evolving perspective to games yeah. we hadn't played yet if we played Twilight 2000 mm-hmm. a year ago before some of these conversations and we didn't bring some of these lessons to that experience, I think that game suffers yeah. compared to what we did 
what we got to do once we started playing that. And that was a game that came off the Dusty Stacks. And I definitely have plans in the future slash near future to get a couple more of those games. And that was another thing that I liked engagement. People said, here's things that are on my Dusty yeah. Stack. Here are things that uh, I have played that game that you had on your Dusty Stacks. And I think it's a worthwhile candidate for getting to the table. You are right about wanting to play that. Yeah. Any final advice to give listeners? Last piece of advice they're going to hear from us yeah, in this play, podcast? Play with more people that you haven't played with yet and play more games by authors who aren't the exact same person as you. Yeah, definitely. And for me, uh, this is all kind of wrapped up into one. My, my final words and my final advice here is that when I first started this podcast, the, the thing that I really wanted to shed light on was the fact that RPG issues are human issues and that the way that you deal with people in your real life is pretty similar, if not exactly the same, as the way you deal with people at the table that you're gaming with. And I think sometimes that gets obfuscated by us thinking we're in this, you know, this special situation or special circumstance. But really, I mean, the final message is just be cool to each other, man. The next time that conflict arises or the next time you hit a roadblock or you stumble in your games or at your table, just say, like, how would I deal with this if RPGs weren't in the equation? How can I talk to these people on a human level and resolve this problem by being kind and open-minded? Um, and I think that that was the kind of the subtext of most of our conversations. And I hope people picked up on that. Um, but yeah, that's that's really the big message that I wanted to get across. Heck yeah. But I think that will about do it, not just for this episode, but this podcast. Um, again, I just want to thank everybody for spending this time with us throughout this entire process. Those of you that enjoyed the podcast, those of you that shared it, those of you that engaged with it. I am Ivan. This is Steve. And we hope that your next session is the best one yet. It will be. I am positive it will be. Also, if you really want us to stay, uh, pledge your $100 uh, Patreon. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. can sign the document. <laughs> we'll take $100,000 directly to the PayPal if you want the podcast to keep going. <laughs>